and welcome to CFCP's On Air. CFCP's On Air. The podcast looks at migrant and culturally diverse artists and how we can effectively showcase and further develop their talents. On Air also discusses what interculturalism and migration means in a global context and how arts and culture can help in breaking down and highlighting these intolerances. session of CFCP's on air. Today we talk to Boyega or Papa G about Afrobeat, about identity and life in Ireland. So Boyega, I'd just like to ask you a couple of questions just picking up from what we saw on Thursday night um, with part of the performance and also with the interview that you did for us and ask you about where do you see yourself? Uh, obviously, you know, you're now in Ireland, uh, having come from Nigeria, but mm-hmm. where? what do you see? What? What's Boyega's identity, if you like? Wow. Um, wow. That, that's a whole lot of... <laughs> my identity first, uh, before I say anything, my color speaks for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's my number one identity, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I can tell a million and one stories about that, but I'm going to keep it tight, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and from then, from from that contact, that physical contact with the world, that's the that's where the struggle begins you know mm-hmm. that's where the struggle begins the fight to be you know because um oftentimes you know uh, bless you oftentimes you know I, I, my, I've been long in Europe you know uh, I've, I've been very long in Europe my daughter my first daughter is uh, you call them mixed mixed race you know so she's even more I say it now uh, uh, I don't want to use the word lost but misplaced in the web mm-hmm. because she's neither here nor there like one of my colleagues you know her co-presenters presented neither here or there is those are really issues that bothers on migration you know Talking about my identity, myself, I see myself as uh, um, um, an, a, a, a man from an African origin trying to uh, effect a change, a little change that I can, if, mm-hmm. uh, how do I say it now? Uh, if uh, I have capacity but sometimes you don't wait for your boat to come ashore you, you jump in the river to to meet the boat and that has been that story partly now has become part of my identity but in all of it I always see myself as a warrior of light that I will always fight honestly. I, I will fight um, from the uh, from the side of light. I will not do anything shady, anything dark, you know. And that footprint has spoken for me in my over ten years of being in, in this uh, Republic of Ireland. I always say to people that Ireland chose me. I, I, I did not choose Ireland, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful country. It chose me. And sometimes it's like that beautiful wife you have at home. Sometimes it can break your heart too. You know, you understand what I mean? But mm-hmm. you don't because of that, say, pack your bag and go. There are a lot of other goodies too. <clears throat> so it's been that uh, mixed feeling, but the love still supersedes. You know, I love the country so much. You know, I, I, I did my degree in UK 
And all my mates were like, you're crazy. You're going back to Ireland? I'm like, I'm going back. I never, my rent is still going on. I got my grant from here to go there. Why would I just pocket it and walk away? I have to come back and give back. And that's partly because of who I am, you know, uh, because my background, you know, like uh, I briefly said in the interview, I was raised in a very, very um, strict, (laughs) looking back now, very regimented uh, upbringing because my dad is uh, a head teacher, he's a principal of a college, and he made example of all of us. Till now, anywhere I am, even in my adulthood, you know, uh, once it's nine o'clock, I feel that urgency like I gotta go home, I gotta go home, you know, but I, I have to pinch myself and say, come on now. The gig hasn't even started. You're here till 4 a.m. You know, and then I'm losing myself. I'm like, it's part of the fabric that has composed me, you know, and that sometimes it's, it's a good thing and sometimes, to be honest, it's not a good thing because some party afters I don't get to attend, it's like I got to go home. And then I come back home, I'm like, now what? Hungry, tired, everything is frozen, you know, and I'm like, you could have eaten free of charge, drink free of charge, you know, because of all these constructs, you know, so sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not good, but... It's just, uh, myself, I don't take myself too seriously. I do, although it's the reason I'm not running mad in this lockdown. I don't take myself. Sometimes I don't even trust my feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't. Because sometimes, uh, let me give you an example. Uh, the two nights before the premiere on Thursday, all the things, all the sequencing you see, I was terrified to dare to use that software. And the whole day, it was getting to 9 p.m. And I know I'm, I didn't achieve anything there. It's failure to me. I was tortured by it. And I'm looking at 25th. This was on Tuesday. And I was just sitting on my desk here, looking at the keyboard, looking at everything. And then I put on a YouTube on my laptop. And then from one thing, from one thing, I didn't sleep. And it co- it came at a cost. It cost me two nights of not sleeping. But to be honest, I feel like a champion because that day is so simple to use. I will sequence in a bit now. If I have to perform now, I will sequence whatever I need to do now as we are talking. It's that easy, but it took me a whole night. So sometimes my feeling told me to go and sleep. Shut it, you know, and my eyes were itchy, bloody red from nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and then by 4 a.m. I was smiling. <laughs> or completely out. Completely. I had two hours sleep, woke up, came back to it. And then I started ringing friends from different time zones to test it with them. I'm like, everybody is saying, wow, this is super. So and I was never satisfied till about six o'clock. And then I got dressed. I was I started looking for the password to to come to the meeting for like 20 minutes. I'm like, Dude, how can I prepare for tonight for something? But like I said, I don't take myself. I was I'm, I was sitting here and I'm like, okay, 701, 702, 703. I was looking at the email and I have like tons of email from Monica. So which one? Which one am I going to? So I had to ring her. I'm, I'm it's, uh, it's so irresponsible, I'm telling you, but that's not me. But like I said, you know, I don't take myself seriously. Well, I forgive myself, you know. Mm-hmm. I've prepared for two nights, you know, and it has really helped me, you know, to, um, to like the song that I wrote for the project to Ajo, to browse through this journey called life, you know. Because sometimes you know, I ask myself, you know, uh, how did I even see the strength to even dare to go on? Here, no family support. No, rather, I'm the one that even friends are depending on for support. It's a critical thing in the music sector. I'm very close to some people that they are not in a good mental place now, you know, because they are looking at me like a one drummer two days ago, like, boy, you are a champion. I'm like, no. Monica can tell you a ton. I was going to quit the project. I'm done. And because the technological interface is just messing up my mind. 
I'm used to going for a gig that's a sound engineer on hand, do your sound check. I just tell him what I need, he gets it done, showtime, do my job, get paid and go home. It's all I'm used to. But I was telling this dumb, I said, we are at a stage now that you are either da- adapt or F off, man. <laughs> you have to adapt to you, you, you either or get sidetracked. It's just simple as that. Mm-hmm. And in two weeks, in two weeks, it's like a kingdom here. Like this is my teaching. Even the students were like, I can share with them in real time. They're playing, I can hear sound backing tracks. Mm-hmm. Everything is just just yeah. technological interface. Like, yeah. I was terrified, you know. So, and I'm not a quitter. That's what I told Monica. I'm not, it's not my nature to quit. I'm, I, I'm, I would rather die forward than than die backward. It's as simple as that. Let me die trying than <laughs> to give up and still. So and that, and I'm very very happy. From the first presentation to the second one, I'm like wow. Because for me, when you talk of art, I'm so just music, music, music. You know, I, I know others exist, but to be honest, I don't care. Before now, but I'm like that. It's so diverse. It's so oh, and we are so interconnected. If we allow it, you know, if we allow it, we are so. Inter- I mean, artistically, culturally, you know. We are so interconnected. It's my communication. It's my outlook to the world. It's why I'm accepted in, in some forum. I've been in places where I'm the only man of color. At the end of the day, I always say I'm colorblind. I don't see color. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't, because I'm, yeah, this is David. This is, you know, they can slap my head and like my folks, you know, so. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting because I mean, you, you mentioned there that you almost have to say, like, forget my color.
confusion. You're going in the wrong direction. Because you won't listen to correction. You are full of self-conviction. Not for the next generation. Is this your democracy? Oh, why? CFCP's On Air, the podcast that discusses what interculturalism and migration mean in the global context and how arts and culture can help in breaking down and highlighting these intolerances. Ideally, in a, a, a solid society, the colour shouldn't even be an issue. It should be... You know, I, I don't need to apologise for being the only person of colour in the room. Actually, it doesn't matter that if I've got pink, white, yellow, blue, brown, blue or whatever. It's just we're in a room together producing something or doing something or playing something or enjoying something. Um, how how do you feel as though with you, your particular art form that you can oh. get to that type of oh, scenario? I'm, I'm opportune to... I thought you were talking about me. I'm opportunity. These are the type of people I meet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to be honest, uh, maybe maybe uh, let me say um, it's not. It doesn't come easy. I don't strike friendship easy. Mm-hmm. All my friends are in the art world, so it's that art that is the focus of everybody. And at the end of the day, we can party after. We can do. Mm-hmm. Socialize and we meet some of some of us. Have, like my bass player was there in the Zoom for almost a year, and I have not. No, we saw each other briefly in July, trying to record a single that is just rotting away now. One track, one. Mm-hmm. I would really attacked it, and then the lockdown came again, and then for almost six months we've not seen each other. We relate on WhatsApp and. And at the end of the day, they are like my family. They tell me things, you know, when they're down, when they're up, when I am too. So there are things my own blood sister cannot help me. Mm-hmm. She's not a musician. She doesn't know the flow of the emotion. Their own is pray, 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 and I'm done with all those. Every time we let us pray, that I'm no, this is not about, this is real. You understand? And I believe in prayer, you know, but. But my friend is the one who understands, you know, oh, no boy, things are going to be okay, you know. They know the settings. They know the world we live in, and they have a construct to speak to my world and vice versa, you know, for me to them. So uh, culturally, um, I can say I'm, for, I'm, I'm well integrated in the Republic of Ireland. Mm-hmm. I, am, I am integrated, but... Commonly, I've heard other stories, true stories, you know, that sometimes, to be honest, you know, I don't like to apportion blame, but it's not possible if I treat you with respect for you not to give it back to me. 
mm-hmm. you know but sometimes you know when you come from the angle of like you're right sometimes it comes that across to people as being confrontational and there will be resistance whether black or white mm-hmm. even it will be worse if you do that with my government at home it's still to be worse mm-hmm. so but this is Europe where human rights is respected you know dogs even have rights Mm-hmm. Cats have rights. We keep them around in Africa, man. Mm-hmm. Dogs, go, 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 go. You know, <laughs> yeah. go to, to, uh, and they sleep outside. They don't sleep inside. Mm-hmm. Or here, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's how organized it is, you know. So, and you have to know how to trade when you and you come from another world. So, my, myself, I have a, like I said, from over 10, 15 years, all my friends are musicians, you know. From, that's why when we formed the band in 20, uh, 2005, we sat in the room in Dreda and, like, what name do we give to the band now? Come on now, boy. I'm like, I look, there's a Palestinian guy, there's an Israeli, there's somebody from France, there's a Romanian guy who spoke zero English in the band. Uh, Irish, uh, 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 British, and myself, Nigerian. So like seven nationals. So I'm like, it's a band of many colors. Mm-hmm. And that was how we got that name, Colors. Mm-hmm. And we played Afrobeat Colors. Mm-hmm. Until today, that's, that has been the story. Now we have like five every every time. And, and that's how adaptive that I am myself as... Uh, a band leader uh, or as a musical uh, director. That's how adaptive that I am. And I'm connected to every individual. Some people who've been working together, they excuse themselves for personal projects. But when I'm really in a tight, if the money is right, they, they will share everything they are doing. And I know the drill. You know, once the money is right, they'll be there for you. And they know the repertoire anyway. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't cost it cost me less even to pay more than pay somebody for two rehearsals who won't even get it right anyway. So those so sometimes I and sometimes I've had it once in a time, once in a while off, and I learned my lesson and just make amend. If you understand what I mean. So I'm I'm a creative mind, you know, uh, and I like peace for myself mm-hmm. as much as my environment, things, people, you know. But at the same time, I can stand for myself when you trade wrongly. I can respectfully, I can stand for myself, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. so, in, so in some instances, even though you, you describe yourself as, uh, or you, you say you don't take yourself too seriously, uh, maybe we could define that within your own sphere, but within your creative sphere, uh, the music is very serious and very important and it has to be right. It's a life and death. Uh, because like, I was standing here on the night of Thursday, I was itching to play. I was, I just want to offload and I've been rehearsing the whole day. Let's just get this. So I had to be pinching myself, you know, and tapping my feet on the wall, you know, like, so that's what music does to me. You know, it's only music does that to me. Mm-hmm. Everybody around me knows that when I'm practicing, you don't do any other thing. Mm-hmm. It's my space. It's my, uh, so, and that, because music for me is living, it's, it's, it's another subject. Mm-hmm. It's my companion. It never fails me one time. My instrument here, you know, never. Mm-hmm. It's like a darling wife, you know, anytime it's just ready for you. Mm-hmm. Never. Anytime I hook it up, and the melody I hear gives it to me, you know. Just sort of continuing on from that a little bit. Um, music, as you say, is critically important to you, but is it the actual creation process, or is it something within the music itself that you need to explore? You need to engage with an audience. You need the audience to understand. Uh, so, so if if I want to uh, get that, like some of the songs I sing, I sing mm-hmm. them the way they come to me, mm-hmm. like the Ajo, 
to be honest, I tried even to translate it in English, like as I'm singing to be flying it on the screen, because the software can do that. <laughs> Typing it and sending it out. It's, it was impossible for me. To, it's not, it's ruined, it's not just, it's just gonna ruin the whole song. So, but it, it many times it has happened that after a concert, people come to me. But one thing that I start to respect with music, I listen to Indian music. I have no idea what they're saying. But there was a particular uh, uh, South African music that I love a lot. For years, I will listen again and again and again and again. But talking about uh, the other aspect of music, if it's a sad music, there are notes they will hit that. For me, everything I know melodically, I, I, I taught myself. And I'm a risk taker. I have no bother with music. You can tell me this is D7 combined with that. That's the music. That's the, if you don't, you don't bring your jazz or that is the music, this is the way it came to me. Then it is what it is. So I have no, uh, not, I have respect for rules. There are rules you can't break. Scale, scale is a scale, it's already made. Mm -hmm. A mode is a mode, it's already made. You can't do it how you want, but to overlap it, you don't tell me how to overlap it. I can overlap it how I want. The movement may be too quick for you. You have to adapt to the flow of the music and get it done. So, and, and we've been surviving that way musically that I dare to say, that in when it comes to Afrobeat, apart from the fact that I learned from the source, I, I, uh, I, 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 for me, it's almost spiritual. Sometimes, I can, if I have to interpret every melody I'm hearing in my head, it can run you. But sometimes I let them go. And sometimes I just take my phone and I'm singing it with my mouth. Like the, all the songs that you hear, so they came like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that the, it's the way they came in beat and pieces like that. Sometimes the bass line, sometimes it's just the groove, the drum. And then you start to build it up, build it up. And then lyrically, I have English on like the prayer for world peace. That one came raw to me. When I'm listening to that song, it's like somebody else wrote it. To be honest, you know, I'm like, wow, this is deep. This is really... Mm -hmm. I admire, I, it's a work that I admire a lot. It's pure, it cut, cut, cut across, uh, how do I say it, uh, uh, more wide, uh, varied audience. Mm -hmm. Is the, the rhythm, the rhythm. Everybody told me, the, 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 the people who didn't stand up to dance, even pastors, conservative mind, they said they were shaking. The, I said, then it means you are alive, sir. You know, because there are big people. I was shocked when they showed up in the room. <laughs> because you are alive, because Afro beat, it doesn't matter if you understand what he's saying or not. Mm -hmm. You will get taken by the, by the groove. Mm -hmm. You're gonna get taken by the groove. It's just inevitably so. Mm -hmm. And you can ask questions later, you know, so like. And when you see these people, as you described, taken by the groove, what feelings does that engender within yourself? Uh, it gives me a feeling of an accomplishment, you know, like uh, an artist, you know, who you, because to be honest, the song came in a flash. Thanks to Center for Creative Practices. I'm telling you, <laughs> I was saying to Monica, you have no idea what you are doing in my life. You have, you just have no idea. You have no idea. Because yeah. for me, everything's just coming in a flash. And one thing that I learned about this life is that opportunities that meets preparation is what leads to success. If you are not prepared for it, so maybe I don't, I, I was trying to, maybe I was hungry when I, I came on the platform. So I threw my all mm -hmm. in it. And like I said, I almost quit because the technology was, and then we overcame that and here we are. Yeah. So for me, it's a it's gain for, oh my God, it's big, 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 big win for me. Mm -hmm. And that's how you navigate life. You understand what I mean? You, you uh, uh, 
courage is not the absence of 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 fear, but it's for you to go through that fear and suppress it. Yeah, or to learn from it. how do I do this to now I can put this into my own practice and help Sleep. my students, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 You know, and in writing that song, you know, like I, I wrote a Joe in a sitting in my dining room there. Just I sat down and even I still can't sing it well, even now. I will record that song and everybody is asking me, when is it coming out? When is it coming out? When is it coming out? <laughs> I was shocked, like, People that they, they won't even listen to Felakuti, I'm telling you, they're, they're that religious, you know, because it's good wishes. Yeah. It's packed with, you know. So for me, it was from the from the heart and thanks to to the platform. No, you're welcome. You know, 
I mean, just taking Afrobeat, I suppose, and looking at it, how do you see, or how has it been received within the Irish context? Oh, that, that, otherwise I won't be doing it. Mm-hmm. I will not be doing it from day one in Doera. From mm-hmm. day one at the art, art center in Stockwell Street. Mm-hmm. It was just a college project. I was in Kaimo College, and you have to do performance and sound technology one year course. And everybody was doing their gig in some small pub, just something for the. And for me, I came with a dream to Ireland. I was already playing as a drummer in bands in Belgium before I came to Ireland. So I was already uh, on the road with music. I know what it is, you know, but I wanted to be in front. I don't want to be at the back. I wanted to be in front. So, and from day one, I knew what I was from in 2005. And then we came for sound check, went for coffee, people went for sandwich and James, all of them, all, all my Irish guys, you know. And then we came back for showtime and everyone were pitching each other because we saw the queue outside. And we fuck off, fuck off. Like, they're coming to see us. Because we're just coming to do some college shit and have fun, we got the place for cheap, you know, like, it was sold out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they love this music. They love. And then everybody was asking me, like the conga player we had then, I mean, the Shakers, uh, yep. Saleh, he's from Israel. Never heard of Fela Kuti before. And now you'll be telling me, oh, this is everything, now I need good news about Afrobeat. I hear it from him, <laughs> till now. <laughs> His Facebook is all over. He went to that gig to see Tony Allen. Went to the, I don't. I don't even have that kind of mm-hmm. zeal to be going to Paris to go and see Sheo. I see them every. If I go to Lagos, I see Sheo every day. But he goes after. So and and for me, I'm like wow. And now we have three bands, <laughs> three Afrobeat. Then I was the first. Yeah. Ask anybody, apart from Celtic Afro sound system, I did my research. Mm-hmm. We were the only one were playing world music. That's their category, world music, some groove, Afro groove, but not really in the roots, fella Afro beat structure mm-hmm. and message as well. Mm-hmm. Not in that direction. Mm-hmm. So, and then now, and I'm happy for that. And there will be more. Yeah. There'll be yeah. more. Yeah. There'll be more because uh, but I don't want to buzz the speaker now because I, I'm having an idea even for Monica, like when life is back, you know, because people are bothering me that are now there's a platform who can facilitate that. Yeah. For me, uh, money is not the, for me, I just want to de- deliver my passion and that, mm-hmm. and that is it. It's not, uh, it's not a commercial share, it's a cultural exchange. Exactly. I take it for my way of giving back, you know, like, is it like a, like an Afro or other, I mean, like, um, a session, like academy with people come with different instruments. I will make music. Mm-hmm. Music, I don't know. I won't come with a script. Mm-hmm. Just come, just a workshop, like a whole day workshop. And we make, before the evening of the day, they, each of them will go home like, wow. <laughs> they have the instrument, they play it, but, and they are good at it, they read notes, they, but to, to really, and once they have that experience, it never leaves them. Yes. They yes. go to their communities and start calling guys bass player, you know, they want to do something. Yeah, I mean, that, that sort of leads me on to the, the final part that I'd just like to ask you. And what do you see as the role of the artist? Um, and then conversely to that, what do you see as the role of the audience with regard to the artistic practice, the music that you do? We, we cannot do without them. We can't, the money's in their pocket, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know who will pay for a virtual gig just to... If you do it, probably out of goodwill, maybe to so. And music can survive that way. You know, they, they, there's, there's value in art, very, very high value. 
mm-hmm. are that is meant to be consumed in a certain way. I mean, one thing that one thing that um, the other night actually showed to me was that there there is value in um, this idea of almost having a virtual concert because the sound quality, okay, not perfect, but was almost of a level where you could say, yeah, this could be transmitted live into a venue. And what would be the difference, say, between playing for 40, 50, 60 people in a small venue like the Centre for Courage Practices used to be, as opposed to playing, say, four, 500 people in Wheelands, uh, maybe then to sort of five, 600 people who were in Liberty Hall and onwards up to the Three Arena? Because... It was that experience. I mean, we actually had people dancing, not even virtually, but really dancing to virtual music, if you want. Yeah, um, we, we adapted. Yeah. We adapted, to be honest. And does that not have we a adapted. monetary value? Um, and if you, and there is no monetary value. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? If monetary value is what uh, CFCP had in mind, mm-hmm. I don't think... Uh, uh, I don't think you will go this far, like you know. Yeah, no, I still wonder how is she going on? You know, uh, yeah. every week, every week, every week, every week, every week. Yeah, right. yeah. No, I mean, it wouldn't be the forefront of what I was thinking, but it was mm-hmm. sort of if people were prepared to pay to go to a gig, like they 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 were in twenty nineteen for arguments. Um, we are missing this physical connection Um, and I'm not sure that just because something is virtual should something be free Uh, not everything should be payable but should there be some parts that are payable because you're producing it for an audience Uh, you're utilising your time your experience and the audience are gaining something from it so that there is an exchange there but um, I'm quite happy to leave that one open as well that's just something that just struck me from what you were just talking about yeah it's still uh, for me whatever challenge we're talking about now is still on now yes it's not that we're talking of a year ago so and I listen to the radio sometimes when I'm in the car and I hear some some people talking about this that even when we are back when the corona is over and we are back that will people even attend gigs Mm-hmm. Much proximity like we used to do before. How mm-hmm. do you maintain social distance in a pub? Like Atos would take maybe about 100 people. Mm-hmm. Atos just where I play every month. And so, and we social distancing at five meters, I don't know how many meters. It would take like 20 people or something. Mm-hmm. And then, how do you? So, it's been debated that nobody knows the future of. of and it's a gray area, to be uh, to be honest. You know, like um, no nobody knows. And the concern, another concern that I think, or uh, I'm happy, I remember the like, is pe- uh, the the emotional well being of an average musician. We are more courageous than each. But I speak to these people. People are really. A, a, a bass player was telling me in Paris yesterday. He said, "Boy, I don't even know who I am." Mm-hmm. I see my bass every day. I know I've been in his home in Paris. Like, so like for days he has not played and he's feeling concerned and, you know, he hates music. He, he like, I'm like, no, like paranoid. Like, yeah. And these are guys who today in Brazil, tomorrow in Argentina, involved in different projects and just gagged in one spot. You know, so if this goes on too long, I don't know. Some people, you know, uh, returning to music easily. Some are, are t- telling me already that they are rusty. They know that they are rusty. The drum is in the shed. Mm-hmm. It's more than five kilometers away from home. It's months and months he's seen his drums. Like, yeah, he's doing air drumming at home, but it's yeah. But whether he can actually or that she can yeah. actually get back to performance, um, whether they have the mental capacity for it, um, yeah, whether they have the, the drive mental, for it. Mental capacity, that, that, yeah. that, 
Yes. It's a concern, to be honest. And it's not being, people talk to just money, just give them money. You yeah. Know, okay, you give me 6,000 to do an album and there's five kilometer lockdown. I live in Loud. Studios yeah. in Dublin. How do I spend the money? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when and I finish doing the CD, how do I sell to who? Exactly. And as you were mentioning, so it's, it's, not it's not all it's about not money. the money as well. Yeah. It's, it's not money. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. The mental well-being is really, really, really... Myself, too, I have some really dark days that I just don't want to get out of bed, you know. But I know how to tone it down. I don't let it last. Like, like, I know this is darkness. Like, you know, I just jump in the shower, do like I'm going out, you know, and just watch a movie just to divert the mind. Mm-hmm. But we are more stronger than one another, you know. So over a year, I've not seen my, my family, like... Yeah over one year you know like yeah so it's really we talk on Facebook I mean I say Facebook WhatsApp video and stuff like that my daughter's birthday the whole family did Zoom America Canada everywhere but it's really torture sometimes you know so but I have to really that's why I'm happy for this world that I'm in now I've slept in the day today, you know, I uh, like two hours, so I'm going to crash into the night. <laughs> I'm really happy. The corona mm-hmm. can even go on. The lockdown can continue. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, <laughs> you can't release us. I'll be ready. Uh, when, mm-hmm. By the time they release us, I will have songs. Mm-hmm. I will be more than ready. Like, you know? I think, in all honesty, Boyega, that's probably a great place to stop with this uh, energy and this uh, forward-looking and this idea that we can let you crash for a couple of hours, but the <laughs> corona's not going to beat you. So, Boyega, thank you very much indeed for Thanks your time. Thank you for your performance, and you. we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, thanks very much. Thank you. My regards to the crew, to Monica, to everybody.
You're listening to CFCPs On Air, the podcast that looks at migrant and culture-diverse artists and how we can effectively showcase and further develop their talents.